Good morning, wherever you are, and welcome to St. Michael's in the Morning, a podcast series encompassing everything from sermons and services to special audio presentations, brought to you by St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Austin, Texas. For more information or to make a donation to St. Michael's, please visit www.st-michaels.org. Welcome to episode 14 of Calm Words for Anxious Hearts, a podcast we started in early March as a means of offering biblically grounded words of hope, grace, and compassion in the midst of this very uncertain and anxious time. And, you know, with each passing week, I don't typically know what the focus of our next episode will be, but I do try to listen to where people are, to what they're feeling, And of course, to where I am personally and to what I'm feeling. And then from there to speak a pastoral word and response. And one of the things I'm very present to at the moment is that people are tired. In fact, the question I keep hearing is, how much longer do we have to do this? And do I have what it takes to keep going to wade through what everyone keeps calling a new normal, which, let's be honest, is very abnormal. And we wonder how long we can do it or how long we'll have to do it, meaning that what we're really starting to question is our endurance. I mean, right, we are not the Energizer Bunny. There is not a battery that keeps us going and going and going, but rather we are human and we have some real limitations And so we wonder with all the fatigue and the stress and the sadness of the moment, we wonder how long we can endure. And in that wondering, we turn to the Gospel of John. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. Jesus said, Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me and I in them. Just as the living Father sent me and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue at Capernaum. When many of his disciples heard it, they said, This teaching is difficult. Who can accept it? But Jesus, being aware that his disciples were complaining, said to them, Does this offend you? Because of this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. So Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Do you also wish to go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom can we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. Here ends the reading. Now, before we get to this passage, I want to tell you the story of Ernest Shackleton, a polar explorer who led three expeditions to the Antarctic at the beginning of the 20th century, all of which were incredibly dangerous. But on the most famous of these adventures, his ship, which was named the Endurance, got stuck in a pack of ice for almost three years. In fact, Shackleton and his crew only lived because after three years they boarded lifeboats and braved the cold and stormy seas for 720 nautical miles 
in order to get back to civilization, which had long assumed they were all dead. But Shackleton, as a captain, clearly cherished a good adventure, and that's why he put out this ad in the newspaper to recruit men for one of his expeditions. And I quote, Men wanted for a hazardous journey, low wages, bitter cold, long hours of complete darkness, safe return, doubtful, honor and recognition in the event of success. Now, I want you to try listening to Shackleton's invitation again, but this time through gospel ears. Men and women wanted for a hazardous journey. There will be moments of bitter spiritual cold. There will be seasons of darkness. And as for a safe return to the life you had before God called you, doubtful. There is something so wonderful and so true about these words as they pertain to the call of Jesus in our life. It is the same call that made James and John leave their father and their fishing profession, the same call that made Zacchaeus leave his tax booth, the same call that made countless women shed their previously defined roles to take on the mantle of disciple and to tend to Jesus' needs. Men and women wanted for a hazardous journey. This invitation reminds us that faith in Christ is not some neat and tidy mental exercise whereby we believe some concept as being true about God, but as Jesus said to his disciples in the Gospel of John, it is about us abiding in God, meaning that faith in Christ is not about being in control. No, it's about relinquishing control and braving the stormy seas. And that seems to be the point that this reading from John is making. Faith, we are told, is not about tasting Jesus, but about consuming him, swallowing Jesus whole, just like the fish did to Jonah. It's about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. In other words, the symbolism here is that faith is about being all in. It's about screaming a wholehearted and trustful yes to whatever expedition that God has planned for our life. And isn't that really what this moment is about for us as a church right now? Isn't that perhaps the thing that we are resisting at the moment, offering a full yes to whatever expedition awaits us these next few months, and perhaps even years. This is a reading about endurance. It's about the choice we all face in hard times of whether or not to walk away or to go all in. Because not all of Jesus' disciples stuck with him. To quote John, many of his disciples turned back and no longer went about with him. In other words, they gave up. They threw in the towel, and they walked away. But here's the thing. Peter and the twelve did not walk away. And I have to say, I love Peter because God knows he made so many mistakes. I mean, right? Peter, this man who tried to convince Jesus not to die on a cross. God forbid it, Lord, he said. This must never happen to you. Peter, the man who thought Jesus was mad at him for forgetting to buy bread the day after he fed 5,000 people. 
Peter, the man who, on the toughest night of Jesus' life, took a power nap and chopped off some guy's ear with a sword and then denied his Lord three consecutive times. We are talking about Peter, a man not always portrayed as a beacon of wisdom and faithfulness, except for today. Because when just about everyone else is tired and confused and offended and confounded by Jesus' words that they must eat his flesh and drink his blood, Peter, though he does not fully understand, stays. He endures because he is all in. And Peter accepts the hazardous adventure that is life following Christ. And his words today are both an inspiration and a challenge to we who often struggle to endure in our walk with Christ. Lord, to whom can we go, he says. Do we understand? No. Are we a bit offended by your words? Yes. But we've come to know and believe that you are the Holy One of God, and so I speak on behalf of the twelve, we're all in. Lord, to whom else can we go? And so here's the question I want us to consider today. How do you and I cultivate that kind of faith, a faith that endures whenever the storms start to rage? And briefly, I just want to mention two things. First, we have to be vulnerable. That is to say, we have to be honest. We have to be honest with God, with ourselves, and with each other. In other words, we give up the game of impression management We don't pretend that we're stronger or smarter or holier or more put together than we actually are. I mean, Peter sure didn't. And what separated Peter from the others is not that they were confused and he wasn't confused. It's only that Peter was willing to stick with Jesus in the midst of feeling confused. And that's really what intimacy with God is all about. It's about being vulnerable enough to tell the truth about our own fear and confusion and uncertainty, and then giving our heart to Jesus anyway. Because that's what I see Peter doing in today's gospel. Lord, I don't get what you're doing here, but I love you and I'm in. And biblical faith is about saying the same. Lord, I don't get why I'm sick or why I'm estranged from this relative, or why terrible things keep happening in the world. I don't understand why you'd allow it. I don't get it. I don't get this virus. I don't get why people don't have jobs or proper health care. I don't get that. But Lord, to whom else can we go? That's what I mean by vulnerability. We admit just how confusing life can be, and that storms will come, and yet... We cast our care on God anyway. And so first, we have to be vulnerable. But second, to endure, we have to cling to Jesus in the midst of our confusion, to say that he is our captain in the midst of the storm. I mean, right, in every great movie or book, there's a sequence, conflict, climax, resolution, But notice, today's gospel does not follow that pattern, and our life at the moment does not follow that pattern. There's just conflict, climax, confusion. Now, I'm not saying that God wants us to be confused about everything all the time. That's just no way to live our life. 
But at some point in the life of faith, we realize that this side of heaven, some questions just don't have answers, which means that we either embrace the vulnerability of that reality and cling to Jesus in the midst of it, Or, like some did in today's gospel, we complain, we get bitter, and we walk away, if only in our heart. My friends, that is the decision our faith confronts us with every single day. And so let me end by going back to Ernest Shackleton and the miraculous journey through the cold and stormy seas in nothing but a lifeboat against every conceivable odd, Not one life was lost. Not one. The journey was hazardous, to say the least, but Shackleton was a faithful captain, and because of his leadership and care and competency, not one life was lost. The reason we can endure is because we have a faithful captain. As Hebrews 2.10 puts it, And bringing many children to glory, it was fitting that God, for whom and through whom everything exists, should make the captain of their salvation perfect through what he suffered. Or to quote Jesus in the Gospel of John, And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all that he has given me, but raise them up on the last day. Can life be tough? Are there moments of confusion, stormy seas that we all have to navigate? As we all know, the answer to these questions is yes. But the reason we can cling to Jesus is because we know that Jesus clings to us. And the reason we suffer for him is because he first suffered for us. And the reason we can live with the questions is because Jesus himself is the answer. Do you also wish to go away? Jesus asked. Simon Peter answered, Lord, to whom else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Amen. Turning back.
follow Jesus.